From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel, Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse, Jen Watson, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn Storm Spotter and Chaser, Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. If you happen to be listening for the first time, thanks for checking us out. You got to visit stormfrontfreaks.com. You got to access our library of shows with famous guests from the weather industry, like Eric Solna of the Extreme Weather Experience and American Ninja Warrior Meteorologist Joe Morofsky. Remember those guys? Mm-hmm. So if you remember Eric, so they've got this concept of like this interactive weather museum. Uh, so that was cool to talk to him. And then Joe Morofsky is that American Ninja Warrior uh, who's been in the finals a couple times, but he's also a meteorologist. Um, that's so cool. that was interesting, yeah. But this is episode 84. We're excited after waiting patiently to get our friend and Fox News senior meteorologist uh, Janice Dean back. Uh, she's going to be on the show to talk about our autobiography, Mostly Sunny. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And, of course, we've got our lightning round game show to play with Janice and our popular WX resources and a look to see who we're throwing under the bus in our mm-hmm. infamous Weather Fools segment but before we get to all that we always got to find out who's who's on the show with us tonight uh who made it from our co-hosts so it's always happy hour tonight we're actually recording a little bit earlier but what the hell it's happy hour anyway it's uh, five so o'clock gonna... somewhere it could right? be happy hour at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I heard, I heard yes. that song today but i'm gonna start with mj mj's back what are you drinking sir you know i was having some time zone issues the, today it is actually five o'clock or just after <laughs> where i am but i do have a michelob uh, amberbach today okay well All done. Right, good, good. Maz, Maz, what do we have this evening? I'm trying to find my bottle of Screech. <laughs> yes. Here. Very no. nice. Is that from Mostly Sunny? Uh, yes. I Absolutely. love it. <laughs> well, I could be Canadian, eh? You know, I could. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Hey, so I've got my Storm by Brackton <gasps> Brewing <gasps> Company. That's cream. awesome, Maz. It's good. It's good. I favorite. like it a lot. Yep. That's, yep. Uh, that's a good Braxton Brew. All right, Jen, um, what do you got this evening? So I am notorious for water or sparkling water, but I'm trying Seven, a new brand of sparkling wow, water. You're, you're out there on the limb. <laughs> I know. Amazing. It says it says fruity sangria, but it's non-alcoholic. I'm like 99% sure. <laughs> okay. It's that Which 1% that gets you. Yeah, that's uh, right. Hey, Dina. Dina, what's going on? What are you drinking tonight? I'm just having a Chardonnay and my Wonder Woman glass. Oh, I yeah. Love that. Uh, I love that. But it's good. Good job. Like nice. Good job. And, and Janice, so we always tell our guests, hey, it's we don't really have a green room, but if we did, it'd be fully stocked. Um, I'm curious <laughs> as to what you pulled out of the digital refrigerator. So this is Canada Dry. I'm representing the Canadians <laughs> out there. <laughs> I love it. Canada Dry sparkling seltzer water. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually brewed in Canada or made in Canada. You know, we, we did we did put some other alcohol in there you could have mixed it with. But if you want to drink that straight, you're more than welcome to do so as well. That's good. Listen, I've been known. I, I know pretty much all of the restaurants and bars that are open literally at 9.01 after Fox and Friends is over in Midtown <laughs> Manhattan. So whenever you're visiting. They open specially for you. Okay. Well. 
Maybe. Well, let's let's do this. Well, <laughs> let's give you a good introduction here, Janice. We're going to, uh, Maz, I'm going to let you do the intro tonight. Thank you. I am honored to do this, by the way, Janice. I, I am very excited. Senior meteorologist, Fox and Friends, and author. She's a native of Ont Ontario, Canada. We like to say that, eh, you know? That's very good. Thank you. She began her career journey working as a morning show host and reporter at AM Ottawa-based radio station. She joined Fox Network in 2004 Janice now holds the title of Senior Meteorologist for Fox and News and can be seen weekday mornings on Fox and Friends. Inducted into the Meteorologist Hall of Fame on January 1st. I want to know what you were doing the night before that in 2017. <laughs> in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, she has also authored a series of children's books titled Freddy the Frogcaster. I gave one to my grandson, by the way. He's Good, one year very old. Nice. It's awesome. Aww. And most recently, her autobiography, mostly sunny which i have and i have oh. nine pages left so no spoiler okay oh <laughs> i did Dennis. i cranked that thing out in two days you did i, did. I probably would have done it in a day but you know like i have to feed children and go to work <laughs> but i, I would have cranked it out in a day i i'm still so i mean flattered and honored and and I mean, amazed that people have read it and like got something and enjoyed it. It's mm -hmm. very, it's a surreal kind of feeling when people say that they've read it. Well, um, so I'm going to ask you this because you just got done here in our little, uh, uh, before the show, we were chatting a little bit about your uh, future at the Kentucky Derby yes. and uh, all that stuff. So here you, here you've been, you've been doing this book tour now, granted, Book tour is probably pretty much over. We're kind of the, the sloppy seconds. Of, no, of the, uh, book tour. no, but, no, uh, not. But, but so here's the point. You've been going, talking about your, how, how does that feel to have to go around and just talk about yourself again and again and yeah. again and again and again? What's that like? I, I'm sick of me. I'm not going <laughs> to Very sick of me. It's been the, you know, it's been a weird, because I was talking about it this time last summer, I was still writing. Uh, and I wrote the book. I didn't have a, a ghostwriter. A lot of, you know, biographies, a lot of books written by, you know, people in the media or celebrities. They're written by other people. You sit down and you talk to these people who write for a living and they write your story for you. But I wrote this, the, the whole thing, uh, soup to nuts. Um, so it's weird looking back because it almost feels like 10 years ago uh, because <laughs> it was, you know, literally I was on summer vacation with my family and they would be in the pool and I would be sitting in the shade still on my laptop writing. Uh, and it was, you know, it was a great experience. I think the most nerve wracking moment or moment would be the few days leading up to when the book came out, because there's a lot in there. It, I mean, I, when I decided to write a memoir, I thought I everything even stuff that my husband didn't know you know when he Ooh. read it uh, there's a few chapters in there yeah yeah um he knew obviously most of it but you know the nitty-gritty of a lot of a lot of the really personal stuff he didn't know the details of so it was literally like a few nights before the book came out and i had massive anxiety and i actually wrote on twitter it was it was a it was a storm night i know i was in the city i can't remember which storm it was it was a because it was in March, so it was a big winter storm, and I had to stay in the city. Uh, and it was like just three days out before the book release, and I was in a hotel room. I wasn't at home, and I was I was feeling that 
you know, massive amount of anxiety. And I went on Twitter and I actually was like, you know, if you guys are praying or you're praying tonight, if you could just say an extra prayer for me, you know, I'm really anxious about this book coming out. And it was the truth. Um, and then once it came out and I did my first interview with Fox and Friends, my friends on Fox and Friends, then I was like, okay, you know what? It's out there and whatever happens, happens and we'll deal with it. And since then, the response has been overwhelmingly positive and, and wonderful and supportive. Um, so I, I am grateful. Uh, but man, I, I did. I really... I, I revisited moments in my life that were very, very difficult. Um, but I am glad I did because the, the outcome was I maybe helped someone feel like they weren't alone. Janice, when I read your book, I found, I think the reason I could not put it down, and I think that you wrote it so well, is that I found so many comparisons to your career, to mine. And I think that's the same for other women. Mm -hmm. Um and I know your book is called Mostly Sunny and you're trying to stay positive because things are really good. But um, there's so many instances in the book that you talk about harassment mm -hmm. um, with different bosses, both with Imus and Roger Ailes. And I've been there uh, and I know a lot of other women have been there. And I, I like to talk to women about it because I want to know how they handled it and mm -hmm. if it worked. Um, and there was certain instances where like Imus was yelling at you and calling you names. I'm like, how did you deal with it? It was really a, a moment by moment situation. Uh, I knew when I got that job, it should have really been the best job of my life. You know, here's a kid from Ottawa, Canada, um, that gets this opportunity in New York city to work with one of the most famous broadcasters in the industry. And they liked me. They, they thought I was worthy. And when I was going through the interview process, I was never in the room with him. He was on remote in New Mexico uh, where he had a, uh, a vacation home. So I was never in the room with him. And I remember the first day I was there, his, um, uh, the, his program, not, not the, yeah, the program director and his um, right-hand guy, Bernie, um, we're like, are you sure you want this job? <laughs> do you know who I'm, do you know who Imus is? And I thought I, I took it as a joke, but there was a hint of, they are really asking me if I want this job and if I know who Imus is. Um, and at the time, of course I knew who he was. Um, but I was never an avid listener. I just remember seeing Howard Stern's private parts, the movie and reading the book and going, Howard Stern didn't really like this guy. Maybe I should do a little more research. However, having said that, being in New York and having this great opportunity, it should have been my best uh, job and my and the greatest uh, you know career uh, move for me. I knew probably within two weeks of of doing that job that it was not the job for me. Um, but I had just moved to New York. I didn't know anyone. Um, I wanted to keep trying. You know, maybe it gets better. Maybe he's gets nicer. Um, and it just progressively kind of got worse. He was, you know, he was abusive to men, but he was more abusive to women. And since I've written that book and the chapter and, and come out with, you know, some of the things that he used to do, he used to carry a gun with him and he used to show that he had a loaded gun with him in FAN, WFAN. It is scary. Um, when you're going through that though, 
um, it's almost like survival mode, you know, like we all know what's going on. Uh, they're not going to do anything because he makes the station too much money. Um, and, you know, we all kind of jokingly like looked at each other like, do you think today's the day that we get shot? I mean, it was just like, mm. I look back on it and I, I didn't know any better, I guess is the best response. And you just, um, you just get through it. But meanwhile, I was always trying to um, meet other people or try to find another job. I was there less than a year. Um, and it, like I said, but you know, he would do these, he would be really awful. And then one day he would be like, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, you know, oh, there's mo there's mostly yeah. sunny. You know, yeah. he's being nice to me. He likes me. He really likes me. I'll I'll go another day. Mm -hmm. It was almost like he knew when he had to like be nice so that you could like get up the next day and, and try it again. Um, and and like I said, since I've written that, I have uh, had so many people reach out, former coworkers, uh, women who have worked with him, and have just said thank you. Thank you. Finally, finally, someone says something, you know, and um, if I hadn't written this book, I, uh, you know, people who are close to me knew the, the stories. Um, but I don't know that I would have ever gone public with it. But I thought, again, if someone's asking me to write a book, I'm going to be completely honest and I'm going to go for it and just tell them raw what happened. Janice, I got to tell you, Dina was right when she said that this is a fast read. And as I've read now, obviously I haven't read the last nine pages, so don't go there yet. <laughs> That's but, okay. But as I look backwards, I mean, can you see how your, everything that occurred in your life actually led you to where you are today yes. and to really appreciate, because you know, if you'd gotten Fox and Friends right out of the gate, right? I, I don't think you really would have appreciated it as much as, mm -hmm. you know, everything you've gone through and you're just like, what? And everything prepared you for the next thing and Absolutely. the next thing. And I will tell you, I I think I went through almost every single emotion. I mean, I had some tears in there too. All right, so don't make fun of me. Oh, yeah, I, did. I, I, I cried a couple of times and I was like, oh my gosh, Janice. I just wanted to be like, oh, Janice, I can give you a hug, you know, or something just because it was like, wow. I never had anything like that happen to me in my career. I'll just tell you. So, <laughs> well, well, we've all had stuff, right? I mean, and I yeah. think we can all trace back those moments. And when I started writing the book, that's how I did it. I wrote moments that I knew there was something that happened that led me to the next thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and truly, I believe that we're all predestined on a path. Uh, my, for me, getting to New York City wasn't because of my career. It was to meet my husband and to have mm -hmm. my family. So all of those things, like even though the IMIS job was horrific in so many ways, I am grateful because I met my husband. Mm -hmm. That's that's why I'm here today. That's why all of this has happened to lead me to him and to have our family. And Janice, I love your honesty in the book because just like, you know, Dina, I feel like, you know, we've all been through like similar paths um, and which is really hard. And so for me, I was an on-camera meteorologist at local TV stations mm -hmm. um, before I got into social media. And um, I was in Tupelo, Mississippi by myself for three years. But what advice do you have for, you know, young meteorologists who are in a small town away from family, don't have significant others and, you know, have a, a boss that's just kind of crazy? Because unfortunately, there are some, you know, news directors that are just, 
I, you know, they think they're in a big city and they're not. And, you know, they can tell you, you know, you need to do this and do that. What is your your best advice? Because I remember it was so hard sometimes being alone and a lot of them get sad and depressed sometimes. Yeah, I was sad and depressed when I moved to New York. And when I, it was like rock bottom, really, for me, when I when I was in this job that was just not what I was looking for. And I'd moved everything here and, and put all my eggs in one basket. Right. Um, I, for me, it, because I reached that moment that I was so low, uh, I went and found a therapist. I mean, I, I found someone, um, that I could go and talk to and she really, I dedicated a whole chapter to her, Judy. Um, and I just saw her today actually. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in therapy. It saved my life in a lot of ways. And she, I was at that low point and I, and I found somebody that I could go in and talk to that didn't have judgment. You know, if you talk to your mom or your friends, they know you, right. And they know the people involved. So they, you know, they, they have uh, some skin in the game. When I met her, she didn't know me. And so we could have a conversation and she, you know, that it's her, it's, you know, it's what she studied. She studies the mind and, and how our, our brain muscles work. So I wanted to strengthen my muscles in my mind. And um, she was really the beginning of, of, of me trying to build myself up, self up again. So I say that if you can, you know, if you really feel like you need to talk to somebody, I think, you know, it's out there for you. And, and I want to take the stigma away from it as well. And, you know, um, it's important to have someone to talk to, especially at a, at a low point. Um, and, and also to have female colleagues that you can go to as well. Um, you know, I talk about in the book when I worked at Fox news, even though when I went over to Fox, um, I, I had some rough times there because I was harassed as well by Roger Ailes in the very beginning. Um, uh, But I was able to navigate that because throughout my whole broadcasting career, I've had those moments where I've had a supervisor or someone I work with or a coworker that has put me in an awkward situation or, or, you know, uh, where I feel uncomfortable. And I've always been able to walk that line of laughing it off or, uh, you know, Making a joke. You always uh, have the snappy comebacks, Janice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm lucky because I I have always been able been able to navigate my career and being able to like get through these rough periods by, you know, somehow coming up with a line or being able to <laughs> you know exit exit uh, uh, gracefully, I guess. Um, but my point is, I think it's important to have. Um, supportive people around you. And I think we as women uh, now more than ever have to support each other. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I had a, a pretty good group of women, uh, certainly at Fox, uh, when I was going through some tough times that we will, we were be we were able to sort of like um, look out for each other. And now more than ever with me too, uh, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that women know that being there for each other is so important. Uh, and instead of like tearing each other down or, or, you know, trying to find that next job by stepping on one another, we really need to support one another and, 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 and be, you know, be present. Uh, I hope now with all that I know, uh, and have been through that young women can come to me and feel like I can be their advocate. 
because I will be their advocate and I will help them. Janice, I think I found your next book. What's that? <laughs> well, I'm, now think about this. I'm kind of half joking and half not because first of all, you have such a great quick wit mm-hmm. that like Dean was saying, you're coming, you're able to come up with stuff. You need a manual for <laughs> women who have a boss. Who's yeah. A- and it's like, so what do I do? And he says this chapter four, Janice says, say this. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be something. Well, Well, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Phil. Well, so I was gonna say this, Maz. You yeah, you go you you go ahead. You go ahead. No, so I was gonna bring this up. So Maz, you talked about this, and and I don't know if this is gonna spoil it for you, Maz, because I know this was later in the book, but Janice, you talked about uh when you went up and did the stand up comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and and so and so I'm, I'm I'm, did I oh, you it? don't know that part. <laughs> no, I don't have that part oh, yet. Actually, that is a really good <laughs> part because end, I, I talk about. No, don't do it. You know what? No, no, I won't get. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler: It all turns no, so, out good. So here, I'll, a couple questions. A couple okay. questions about that because I thought that that was hilarious. And and as Maz was talking about your next book, could be a comedy book, right? Right. But, so, so here's the one thing I'm going to bring up. MJ and I uh, both have a radio background. Right. And one of the things, if you've been in radio. You have at least, you know, that one song that's your potty song, right? It's your bathroom <laughs> song uh, when you're at the station and you got to go and there's no one else to take over the controls uh, of the radio. Right. You got to have your yeah. potty song. What so do you remember? <laughs> right. What what are yours? Everyone knows their potty song. What were yours? Anagata de Vida. <laughs> and how long was that? I... God, that I think that's eleven minutes long. There there's a there's some a uh, couple of rush, rush songs. That, let me no wait. Okay, Anna Gotta David is a big one. So explain um, explain to everybody then what. So what's the bathroom? What's the potty song? Why do you have to have one if you're on the radio? Right, because in the old days, it's not like that anymore. When we used to spin tunes, um, it was live. So we're actually spinning music. When I first got into radio, I was I had records like real vinyl. Yeah, baby. Um, Forty five. So you had to be there to spin and like mix, right? Um, and then it went into DVDs, but you still had to be in the in the room to like make sure that the music kept going. And then if you had a break, you had to like come on and say, that was Led Zeppelin. And coming up, I've got some Van Halen and finish what you started. So you go on the air and then you play your commercials. Um, and you are, you're it, man. You're the one in there that's making do, you know, making sure everything flows and goes together and is on the air. And you know, the, you, the, the worst, one of the deadly sins is dead air. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and if you're in the bathroom too long and your song runs out, you are in the middle of dead air. And that's when your program director calls you and is like, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you have the long songs, when you got your list of long songs, you got to go to the bathroom or, or back then, I mean, I was a smoker, so I was having a smoke break in the back. Um, <laughs> uh, you, so you have a, a few minutes that you can like do whatever you need to do. You know, yeah, yeah. some you of those know, songs are 11, 12 minutes long. You got to get your long song. You know, the and, song, and- the song Finish What You Started is an actual bathroom song, isn't it? I, mean, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. So MJ, MJ, I don't know what yours wow. was. Mine was I worked at a country radio station, and they did have, and again, this was early 90s, uh, they did have Gordon Lightfoot's Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which oh, is like yes. a five and That's a half, a good one. six minute wow. long. That, a that was my Canadian. bathroom song. Yes, you're a right. Fine Canadian, uh, by the way. Yes. American, MJ, what was yours? American Pie. Oh, oh yes, that's, that's a, a good song. one. Yep. Mm, good one. Yeah, there's a few. 
Another 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 comedy question. So part of your comedy routine was the top five X-rated weather terms, which which is hilarious. Now Maz, I can tell you right now, is probably blushing. He's gonna turn Dang his it. camera off because uh, <laughs> he, he hates this when we get into this stuff. But um, do you remember what? Do you There's remember some good ones. what they were? What do you remember some of them? What were they? Because I have a question about them. But do you remember what they were? Uh. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll cover that. Yeah, we'll take on. a quick break. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to refresh my memory. So I, I'll help you out. Rear uh, end inflow. Rear end inflow. <laughs> yep, that's one of them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Look at Maz. Maz. Uh, it's the beer. It's the beer. Uh, uh, bulging uh, top. Ver vertic vertically erect system. Yes. Vertically erect oh, system. Maz geez. covered that on on TV all the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a vest, like a vestectomy, really. V E S. Wow. You had you also had panhandle hooker. That's right. Panhandle hooker. Right? That's fantastic. Uh, bulging that. top. Panhandle hooker used to be my nickname in high school. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then wow. your number your number your number one was choking downdraft. Right. Oh, Maz. Oh, and, and I know these. Maz covered these all the time on TV. He just. I'm not even going to read the rest of your book. But here's my question: <laughs> Where's Haboob? Where's Haboob? I know. There you right. go. Yeah. Haboob. I mean, we, I saw I saw the Weather Channel like actually doing a what is a Haboob the other day. I think. Right. Yes. Ooh, yes. Gosh. Oh, we talk Probably. about Haboobs all Stephanie the time. Has Stephanie Abrams done that yet? Was that or, Weather uh, Channel After Hours? No, 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 we actually wow. legitimately talk about, well, we use, because I just left there three months ago. We talk about haboobs all the time. I can <laughs> move Stephanie for that one. She'll, she's, Weather Channel she's on After that. Dark. I love Stephanie. I love Stephanie, too. Yeah. She is so amazing. She's got a great sense of humor, too. Oh, oh, yeah, she does. All right. Oh, hey, on on that note, on that note, I, I here's what I want to know. What's the weather app you go to in the morning to decide if you're wearing clothes or wearing the air? Right. That's a good segue. Uh, everyone's talking, right? Because everyone's talking about with the humidity lately. Everyone's yeah. wearing the air. You don't need clothes if you can wear the air. But if it's not the Atmosphere Weather app, you're wasting time finding information. It shows the entire daily forecast each hour on one screen around a 24-hour clock with a weather radar right in the center. It's amazing all the information you can just get on one screen. And now it comes with a cool little hourly weather widget for your home screen. And that's that's not like a that's not a little person. That's a it's a little thing that you cool little widget. Weather. I, you guys know what a weather widget is? It's those little things yeah. on your home screen, right? That shows you. Yeah. So people don't know what that is. But uh, <laughs> give it a free spin. Search atmosphere weather in your iOS or Android app store, and you can visit atmosphereweather.com if you want to learn more. But we're going to take a quick break. Go ahead, refill your drink. And check out our exclusive tracker chat with the Tornado Trackers as they cover part three about the best practices during the best chase days. Uh, go ahead and check that out. We'll be right back. Welcome to Tracker Chat, the podcast inside of a podcast. We are the Tornado Trackers. My name is Jeremy Heyman, and I'm joined by my chasing partners, Gabe Cox and Jeff Mangum. Uh, and over the last couple of weeks, we've each been talking about one of the best chase days we've ever experienced and uh, what was a skill that we put into place that, that made it a great uh, chase day. This week, Jeff Mangum is going to tell us what his best chase day was and what he did to make it that way. So take it away, Jeff. Yeah, I, I think the... Uh... 
The most notable storm chase day for me is uh, June 16th, 2014, um, kind of the infamous Pilger, Nebraska outbreak. Uh, there's no, no part of me that thought we were going to witness tornadoes like that that day, especially watching two uh, wedge tornadoes right next to each other. That was a significant day. I think that the lesson that I learned or that I was reminded of the most was being patient with the forecast. I remember uh, there were quite a few folks who were kind of talking about June 16th being a significant day. And then, then I remember uh, around midnight when uh, the new update came up from the SBC and then kind of looking at some different models. Um, there was mention of an MCS um, that was going to form. And, and so there were two things being described that there was the potential for strong tornadoes, but also in the late afternoon to early evening, um, there was a possibility of, of everything kind of coming together to form a big line. And when you're looking for discrete supercells and you're looking for kind of those picturesque storms with tornadoes, uh, MCS is a bit of a cuss word. Um, so uh, that night, going to bed the night before, uh, there was some hesitation about what my expectations should be. I had a buddy with me who had never chased storms before, so he had never even seen a tornado. Um, I kind of tried to set his expectations a little bit the night before, saying, hey, things may not pan out. Things became more clear um, in the mid-morning, certainly before noon, and I think the, the element of patience with that just being reminded that the weather is fluid. And there are so many days that the night before, uh, you might have seen like a 2% risk of tornadoes. And then uh, for whatever reason, by mid-morning the next day, uh, that thing has gone to 5%, maybe 10%. And so I, I think it's, it's just being, being patient with um, what things look like throughout the night before, the morning of. Um, not to get your emotions too bent um, with expectation of uh, strong tornadoes or no tornadoes. And so um, that's, that's what we learned or were reminded of that, that day. Um, you mentioned that you were chasing with somebody who had never been storm chasing before. What, what elements were, were fun and exciting about that? And, and what, uh, where did you need to like look to our team kind of remotely for some assistance in that chase? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, the friend that I brought, um, uh, he was eager um, to see some tornadoes and just honestly, just some significant storms. Um, for me, uh, being able to be there uh, when he was witnessing something for the first time, um, that, that brought a lot of excitement. Um, and he was pretty overwhelmed with, with different kind of emotions during that day. And so there's, there's something really gratifying about letting someone come along and, and see some things they've never seen before. Um, I think what was unique is that when we're typically chasing together as a team, um, that someone is, is driving, someone is looking at radar, maybe two guys are looking at radar, and, and there's a constant conversation so that it's not just upon one person to try to make a lot of decisions. And so there was a moment. Um, I, I even can recall it on our uh, Pilger video uh, on YouTube, where after the Staten tornado, which was the first EF4 um, tornado, uh, most chasers were kind of uh, were filming that and were, were thinking, man, this might be the biggest part of the day. And it was starting uh, to rope out. 
Gabe, who was back in Jacksonville, Florida, was kind of running some mission control for me. He, he was looking at radar. He was looking at all the things on social media, trying to communicate some things to me along the way. And he called me and he says, hey, Jeff, um, just to your east, there is another tornado forming. And when you hear that, um, as much as I trust Gabe in that, th there's always some hesitation about certainly there's not another tornado this close. And I did. I looked right to my east and you could see the first Pilger tornado um, forming. And it just, it just caught me really off guard and uh, was a little bit shocked. And so I had my buddy start filming that one while I was still filming the Stanton tornado. I remember telling Gabe, um, hey, man, I'll call you right back, which I don't think I did. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's honestly, understandable. I was, I was really overwhelmed, and uh, my expectations were immediately changing. Like, this is really turning out to be a bigger event than I thought. And so um, that was so important because I needed someone to have um, eyes and ears on um, radar and um, some things that I could not see. So it was very, very helpful. Yeah, thanks for that, Jeff. Uh, what a what a wild day that was, um, and yeah, that great stuff on patience and and teamwork from a distance on that day. This has been Tracker Chat. We have been the Tornado Trackers. I am Jeremy Heeman, and I've been joined by my chasing partners Jeff Mangum and Gabe Cox. Thanks to the Stormfront Freaks guys for uh, sharing their airways with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, this has been Tracker Chat. We'll see you next time. Felicity.co is the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the Stormfront Freak and you. Besides a creative line of weather-themed t-shirts, footwear, bags, and more, they also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freak's podcast gear and drinkware. Get a 10% discount on your entire order when you use the code SFF for Stormfront Freaks at checkout. That code again is SFF. Find it all at Helicity.co. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, so we're here with uh, Fox and Friends, Janice Dean, uh, who's just authored Mostly Sunny. And so question, Janice, is you've been on this big book tour. Do you have any great stories on this book tour, either of, of interviews you've had or at book signing, some of the people you've met? Oh. You've got to have some good stories. Can you share at least one of those with us? <laughs> Mm, you don't have think. to give names if you don't want, but no, you know what? Okay I will. I will say one of the. My husband came to the View. I did the View. I'm very good friends with Megan McCain and Abby Huntsman, who are on the View, and um, you know they went right to the questions about Imus and Ailes, mm -hmm. and so uh, I, my husband, afterwards, he looked like a ghost. Because I, you know, basically told the story about Imus and the gun and he came out one time and, you know, he pointed the gun at the traffic reporter and he used to name the bullets after us, too. Oh, um, my God. Oh, yeah. He used to take the bullets out and name name the bullets after us. Uh, and so I told that story. And then uh, he called me at home one time and uh, said, you know, was talking about the possible job I was I was he was going to offer me and then said, and how are you at phone sex? Hmm. And I like was like what what did you know what what was that 
Uh, and and he repeated it again, and I you know I made a joke. I said, "Oh, Roger, Mister mm-hmm. Ailes, this is not a one nine hundred number." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he he took it as a joke, and then moved moved on. You know that's the way it went. Um, so of course, when I'm on the View, uh, someone asked me, "Well, you know what what did he say?" And so I said, "Well, there was one time, you know." He asked me for phone sex and my husband was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like his, his, you know, even though he knew the story, he was just like his life flashed before his eyes. And all he could see was like headlines of, you know, um, <sighs> sorry to bring the room down. Um, but th- <laughs> that just stands out to me because it was one of those moments where it was, you know, it was it was surreal because that was a that would have been an amazing moment looking back 10 years from now. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be on The View. I mean, I I had a show back home in Canada called The Broad Perspective that was four women talking about events that was based on The View. So if you had told me 10, 15 years ago that I was going to be on The View, but I was going to be talking about having phone sex with like a boss. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, so so Sean just was like he couldn't talk for several hours. He was just like I, I I'm in like this warped sense of reality right now. And my mom was also in the audience, so oh, that wow. was also you know <sighs> she knew the stories. But man, you're in, you're in on a major television program talking about this very embarrassing, uh, terrible moment in your life. And your husband and your mom are in the audience and you're broadcasting to millions of people. So um, I wish I had a funnier story than that. But that certainly stood out to me as sort of like, oh, my gosh, like I'm really like I'm I'm really letting it out there. You know, I'm really telling the story. But having said that, if I could just say this, um, Fox News is not the place it used to be. And my dealings with Roger, that was really the worst of it. And that's bad, obviously. Um, but, a, you know, a year later, he and I were able to have a good working relationship and he never did that stuff. Um, so I always thought he wanted to maybe have an affair with me and I kept brushing him off. And, and finally, he understood what I was saying. So going forward, we had a very good uh, relationship. And he was actually, he had a side to him that was very wonderful and supportive. And when I went through my MS diagnosis, I was, I was diagnosed with MS. He was very supportive. So I think now we like to look at things as black and white, like, oh, he's a terrible person. Like he's so evil, but he wasn't all evil. He had some very good characteristics and, and, you know, he, he loved his family. And so it's this gray area, you know, um, I, you know, my point is, it it's been it's been an interesting journey having released this book and having to ha- talk about situations that were very difficult. But but also, um, you know, saying that you can you can survive them and you can get past them um, with the support of other people. And like I mentioned, Fox is a very different place now. And we have been through a complete overhaul. And we have the only woman CEO uh, in broadcasting in, in the business. So, um, you know, that that's a good thing. I also want to say real quick, I know I'm taking up a lot of time. No, but I great. mentioned the women. I mentioned women coming together and being supportive of one another. But I have had wonderful men in my life as well that have not crossed that line or crossed that boundary that have been so supportive and has have helped me through, you know, um, 
you know, terrible situations, my husband being one of those people. Um, so uh, my respect and props to all of the men out there that are good men and who are proper men and, and know how to treat, treat women. And real men. Yeah. 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 It's, it's neat to hear the stories about some of the people that you're working with. And like when you talked about Cavuto, cause I like Cavuto and then, uh, I'm, and then I'm like, Oh, he's a stud. I like him even more now. He's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Neil's one of the very best people in my life. And, um, you know, I talk about my MS diagnosis and if it wasn't for Neil, I don't know if I would be as open talking about my diagnosis because he did it. He was, and I was so lucky um, you know, obviously that was a dark moment in my life when I was diagnosed with, uh, with an illness that's a chronic illness and it's, it, you know, we, we don't have a cure for it. Um, I thought my career was going to be over, but I was so lucky that I had somebody in the business right down the hall for me that I could go talk to that had been very open about his diagnosis and was still doing what he loved to do and, and, and setting an example and being a trailblazer. Um, so I, I he's one of my angels like that, that was, that really was able to take me from a dark period and tell me everything is going to be okay. And I'm going to be here supporting you and, and cheering you on. Um, and so I think it's important to be those kinds of role models that you, you tell we're in this business of television where everything looks perfect and everybody looks perfect and their lives look perfect. It's, it's nice to sometimes pull back the curtain and say, these people have real life challenges. Um, and, and, and I think when you do that, people feel connected to you that, that you're a real person for them. I think Did that's your why your book was so good because yeah. I can, I felt like I connected with you on so many levels because you were so honest about it and you told the worst of the worst. And there's times I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I'm reading this. And you're like, you want to stand up for you. And then that makes you want to stand up for other women. And then yep. other women see that we all have problems. We can get through them. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I've had my own. I miss type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. You know, when you leave that and you find good people, especially good men, you're almost second guessing it. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. are you really, are you really good? Mm-hmm. And then after time goes on, you're like, okay, not, there's some really good people out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. You, you get through it with, with good people. That's, that's, that's the bottom mm-hmm. line is the, you know, even through the IMIS thing, uh, there were people there that, that really were there for me that I had, I cried on their shoulder and, and eventually it was those good people that got me out of that situation as well. Yeah. Did your husband, Sean, ever get okay with having his name mentioned on air? With uh, the I'm with Imus anything because I don't want him coming after me as a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> you know my my husband is very shy. Like he doesn't. It's funny that we're yeah. You know that because I'm so you know like uh, da 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 da. Uh, and- That's from Bugs Bunny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and I've always sort of been like that. Like when I was a kid, you know, I opened the book about you know, me interviewing like kids on the street, like, Hey, tell me what's your name. Give me, you know, what's the weather like, you know, that's, I've always wanted to do that. Um, so he, he's gotten a little bit better over the years, uh, you know, coming on once in a blue moon, if it's my birthday coming on. 
Um, but no, he's he'd rather be behind the scenes, behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. And I love the the serendipitous moment or just how everything fell into place for you guys to meet, like how it all happened. Like the waves were so big, the swells were so big. So you ended up going on a hike, meeting that couple. And yeah. then, you know, like she was going to go in the hot tub, almost lost the number, you know, yeah, like it's a great story. Greatest yes. love story. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Um, so I, I don't, you know, I don't want to take up a whole lot of time, but uh, so my husband and I were kind of a blind date. Um, my husband was in Hawaii, um, by himself, uh, surfing, doing, you know, a lifelong dream of being in Hawaii and surfing. The surf was too high one day and decided to go on a hike in Kauai. Uh, and he met my friends, Leanne and Tony, who are Canadian from Ottawa. Uh, they were on their honeymoon and they met and they connected and they did the hike together. Um, and at the end they were leaving, like saying their goodbyes and Sean ran to his truck to say, I want to give you a t-shirt, a firehouse t-shirt for being so kind to me. And Leanne was like, well, why don't you just come to dinner with us? So they went to dinner and that's when they kind of got to talking about, um, you know, her knowing me that had just moved to New York and I didn't know anyone and, you know, are you single type of thing? Uh, <laughs> You're awfully cute. Are you single? Right. Are you single? Um, and, and she was the one who called me and said, you know, Tony and I just got back from our honeymoon and we met this fireman. He's from New York. And you need to call him. He's so great. And I was like, oh, I hate New York. Why would I call this guy? <laughs> um, um, and, you know, the moral of the story is, you know, I, 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 we connected, we went to breakfast and a wonderful thing just two weeks ago, uh, we went to Hawaii with our family and went to the trail Aww. where Sean met Leanne and Tony. And, uh, and that was a really special moment because if it wasn't for that trail and if it wasn't for that moment, then, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I probably would have moved. I wouldn't have stayed in New York. <laughs> you know, Tony, Tony needs an award all by himself. I'm sorry. On the honeymoon. <laughs> hey, I'm going to invite another guy to dinner with oh, us. I'd really? be like, what? I know. Yeah, it really is a great. It's such a great story. I love it. Leanne is like the world's greatest matchmaker. They're still it, married. Yeah, they are, but still yeah, married. Good, yeah, good, good, yeah. Good. Yeah. It would have been cool though if the waves were too high because of Hurricane Janice. Oh, that's funny. That would have been even like. You know, <laughs> there, well, there must have been. Listen, there must have been some kind of weather for that to happen, for those big waves to happen. So it all is connected, my friends. <laughs> I love that. Weather I, I, is the impetus for everything. Uh, so let's talk about the Kentucky Derby really quick. Yeah. Um, so uh, now you, we talked a little bit beforehand. So you haven't been in four years, but you're probably going to be going this next year. So no, actually, I, I've gone every year for four years. Oh, four okay. Years I thought row. you said you yes. had it. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. So, um, yeah. So this will be my fourth year at the Kentucky Derby, uh, and I talk about the Kentucky Derby. I believe in the last seven pages. Uh, by the way, I do yeah. Talk about Seriously, because <laughs> um, that's one of my highlights. Uh, doing what I do is being able to do something as amazing as that is going to Kentucky Derby. So yes, this year is my, this will be my 50th birthday year. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm going to celebrate it loud and proud, my friends. And um, I had told the organizers uh, 
you know, we, we went and did like a tour of the Kentucky Derby Museum. And there are some outfits of like famous celebrities there that have gone to the Derby and what they've worn in their hats. Like I believe Cindy Lauper is there. And I think the queen has a hat. Mm -hmm. So I said to the woman, I said, listen, I got a big birthday next year. Like, do you think you could like put my outfit in the Kentucky Derby Museum? She's like, yes, we will. That's um, awesome. So yeah, no, I'm excited about that's that. That's neat. That's neat. So you're lining up your designer right now, I would imagine. Listen, and- I think you know what? Give it up. If you, I don't have it yet. You know what I'm thinking though? Here's a little secret. I'd like my dress and my hat to be a weather theme. <gasps> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Like sun, sunshine, yeah, mostly like sunny. sunny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if there's any designers out there that want to like do a weather themed outfit and hat. Uh, it's going to be in the uh, Kentucky Derby Museum. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I can't wait to see it. Gucci's on line one. Okay, well, hey, that's the sound. Um, it is time for our lightning round. So this is a game show of flashy questions for our guest, sort of. Uh, that's maybe not the theme today. But we invite everybody to go ahead and play along with us. Uh, so, Janice, we did last time you were on the show – we actually played a little bit of Name That Tune. Uh, I listened to it actually a little bit today, and the audio was horrible. My oh, God. it was. We were, oh, my God. It was so bad. <laughs> but here's here's what you said in your book. You said something about uh, you, you kind of taunted people by saying you can play the first two seconds of any riff song, and I can name the song and name <laughs> the artist of any classic rock right. song. Do you remember saying that? So we're we're gonna put you to the test on that. I don't know if, if you're ready for this. So we're we're gonna play. Oh, uh, so we are gonna play. Uh, we're, we're gonna go ahead and play. Name that tune. You got this, Janice. Right, you got so this. this so I, here's what I'm gonna do. I've got some classic rock songs. I'm gonna play the first okay. few seconds, and then I'm gonna see if you can get it. And if you can't, I'm gonna play it a little bit longer. Right. See if our uh, our freaks can maybe happen to pick it out. Yes. Does okay. Sounds work? good. All right. What era are we uh, talking about? Well, this about? this classic rock can kind of cover a little bit, but I tried to be pretty specific to s- mostly 70s, but there's some 80s in here. Okay. All right. Good. So I, I tried to avoid the 60s. You want uh, although the song, that was probably you while the... you were on the air, it was probably 60s and 70s. Are you talking about me? No, because oh. right, because classic rock, because <laughs> I was on the radio at the same time. I'm with you, right? It was not. Right? It was not probably '80s because I was no well. In the 80s, I, I right? would play like I would play like a Van Halen from the '80s or okay, or so Aerosmith. It was the new stuff. Hey, we're also spinning the new stuff here on Classic right. Rock 500. SFF. All right, so here we go. Here, here is the first song. I'll play a couple seconds. We'll see if you can get this one. That's Eric Clapton. Uh, Cocaine. Cocaine, you got it. Very good. All right, next one. Next one. Joe Walsh. And? All right, Freaks. Freaks, you know the name of the song? It's Joe Walsh. Uh, that would be Rocky Mountain Way. Yes. Dang it. Yes. That would be Rocky Mountain Way. Okay. Okay. I got the next one. But I got Joe Walsh. Coming up. You did. Good job. Got it. 
Aerosmith, walk this way. You better know that one. Very good. That could have been the picture with Steven Tyler. Run the MC. That's a great story. It could have been. It could have been, but it wasn't. All right, here we go. Next one. Very good. Steve Miller Band, Fly Like an Eagle. You got that one. All right, this one's a little a little bit newer when it comes to classic rock, but. Uh, did, uh, did, little Ditty. Little right. Ditty by Jack and Ed. John Mellencamp. Oh, <laughs> gosh, with a little yeah. help from your friends. You got that That's one. All right. right. Yeah. Beatles, with a little help from your friends. Moving on. <laughs> Smoke on the water, Deep Purple. Very good. Ooh. Very good. Ooh. Next. Oh, Next. Yeah, uh, The Who, Bob O'Reilly. Very who? good. Who was it? <laughs> the Who, Bob O'Reilly. Who? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Turn it up. Let it skin Sweet Home Alabama. You got it. Sweet Home good Alabama. Job. Very good. All right. Three more. Three more. Where? Uh, that's Kiss. Kiss. Rock yep. and roll. Rock and roll. All right. Great song. Great song. Ooh. Oh, wow. yeah. DCR. DCR. Um... Yeah. Uh, Fortunate Son. Fortunate Son. Great job. Good job. All right. Last one. Oh, yeah. ZZ Top. She's yeah. got that. What's the name? Legs. Nope. <laughs> no. Sharp dress man. Sharp dress man. Go, go crazy about it, Sharp. How good is that? How good are you? That's I know. Good. That's awesome. Oh, very good. You rock that. I'll, so uh, I will. I will. I will have to go to bat for you and say that yes, uh, you you can name those songs. You know That's what I want good. you to do for me? What? I want you to if you could compile that clip so that yes. I can like put that on my social media so people know that I am that good. You got it. And All right. cool. I'll send you a clip of that. <laughs> All right. It's so as well if done. this whole show is about Janice or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Janice, do us this. How how uh, can our listeners follow you on social media? What is this over now? I know. Uh, sorry. Yeah. No, are you kidding me? Um, they can find me on social media at Janice Dean uh, for Twitter. I think I'm going to take a break from Twitter. I'm uh, I don't know. And then um, Instagram, which I like, is Janice Dean FNC. And then the Facebook thing is Janice Dean as well. Okay, awesome. That sounds yeah. good. I will say this, Janice, uh, so that everybody knows this. I you know we've had and we still have coming up some authors uh, in the weather industry, and we've typically reached out to the publishers. And they've supplied us either books or digital books for us to read prior to them coming on the show. And sometimes even books that we can uh, uh, hand out and, and yeah. distribute in contests, things like this. But I will say this, Janice, about you, because both when we had you on the first time with your Froggy, the uh, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie the Frogcaster books, yeah. and now with Mostly Sunny, you just said, hey, what do you need? And what are the addresses of your co-hosts? Oh, and you course. just arranged all of that. And you just sent it to us yourself. That was and nice. 
Thank you. And I just that that really mm -hmm. says a lot about you just with that one mm -hmm. little simple thing that you did. But I just want to thank you for that because. And you hand really wrote amazing. everything. And by the way, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the perfume and mine. The perfume was excellent. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes, get that. So, all right, we're uh, we're gonna Sean. take our we're gonna take our final break with our tornado talk segment and the story of the 1966 Candlestick Park Mall F5 tornado in South Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, we'll also be right back with our WX resources and our weather fools. So stay tuned. March 3rd, 1966. One of the most devastating tornadoes in Mississippi history occurred. It is known as the Candlestick Park Tornado, named after a shopping center in South Jackson, Mississippi, which was completely destroyed. It was given a rating of F5. For the National Weather Service in Jackson, this was the second deadliest, one of the most damaging, and longest track tornadoes in central Mississippi during the 20th century. The track is officially listed in the Storm Prediction Center database at 202.5 miles. I did do some digging on the details of this event, and there is a question on whether or not there was a straight or skipping path, or if this was possibly a family of tornadoes. Thomas Grizoulis in Significant Tornadoes believes this was a tornado family. There is also a question on which counties in Mississippi and also Alabama should be included in the path. I detail all of those questions in my summary of this event at TornadoTalk.com. The National Weather Service in Jackson has a great summary as well on this event, and most of the details I have gathered on the damage is from their overview. At 4 p.m. Central Time, this significant tornado developed in the Adams community in southern Hines County. It mainly moved through rural areas. At approximately 4.30 p.m., the tornado moved into the Jackson city limits. The Candlestick Park Shopping Center was destroyed along with many homes and businesses in this area. Eyewitnesses reported cars thrown more than a half of a mile and pavement scoured off of the ground. The twister moved into Rankin County and hit an industrial area near Flowood. Per the National Weather Service at the Continental Can Company in Flowood, one of the salesmen led fellow employees into the firm's big vault after seeing the tornado. He described it like a big black ice cream cone. Through a crack in the vault door, they could see the building falling around them, but they were safe. Before leaving Rankin County, the tornado hit south and southwest of the Leesburg community. Six people were killed in this area. Per the National Weather Service in Jackson, some of the worst devastation occurred in Scott County. Quote, the destruction was particularly catastrophic in the area north of Branch and near Forkville in northwest Scott County. Houses were destroyed to the foundation, large swaths of trees were totally annihilated, and chicken houses were completely obliterated. Eyewitnesses reported road pavement scoured out by the force of the tornado. The tornado continued east and northeast with additional heavy damage near the Midway community in north central Scott County. The tornado would kill 26 people in this county alone. From here, the twister moved into southeastern Leake County. More than 40 homes and buildings were destroyed between the Madden and Salem community, and six people lost their lives. The tornado continued to move into the southwestern parts of Neshoba County, where there was significant tornado damage. The historic Carolina Church, which is more than 100 years old, was completely leveled to the ground. There was one person killed near the Dowville community. Beyond this point, the details on the damage path aren't as clear. There were reports that the tornado may have weakened and that the path was not continuous. The official records, though, take that single track through central and eastern Neshoba County into Kemper and Noxabee counties, and the official track also brings the tornado into Alabama through parts of Pickens and Tuscaloosa County. 
There was F2 damage reported in this area. Thomas Grizoulis denoted eight homes were destroyed and 30 were damaged, and there was a fatality in Pickens County. In all, there were 500 people injured during this tornado event, 57 deaths occurred in Mississippi, and one in Alabama. For more details on this event, check out our page at tornadotalk.com. It contains a breakdown about the discrepancies I have mentioned, along with maps and images. Get hooked on more tornado history by following us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Joe Morofsky from American Ninja Warrior, and you are listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Welcome to the part of the show called Weather Fools. It's the part of the show where when you do stupid stuff and you get caught on camera, we get to find it and make fun of you. I mean, <laughs> it's the best part of it. So, Phil, you came to the show with like three weather fools you came armed yeah i'll tell you what weather fools are just uh constantly coming at me on a regular basis it's like water nowadays like a magnet um just about so first one i'm going to cover uh was james span on twitter you guys familiar with james so uh james span at span on twitter so he was talking about after hurricane barry came through uh down on the coast this was panama city beach he's got a a uh, photo of people doing the human chain to save a swimmer. Uh, but th- this was during a double red flag beach day because of the surf levels and the, uh, what, what's the undertow? Riptides. Riptide, yeah. That's what it is. So the riptides because of Hurricane Barry that went through. And so the question is, who's the, you know, I hope to God they saved you. And my guess is I'm sure they did. Yeah, I think I hope they, they did. did. Um, but here's the truth. This wasn't the only one, number one, that I found out about. There were multiple times that people had to be saved and on double red flag days when you are not supposed to go into the water and we got morons still doing it. So I hope they're safe. Uh, I, I thought I did remember reading somewhere that somewhere along the coast that it wasn't all, uh, uh, good stories at the end, but just don't go out, guys. Come on. I mean, people are trying to work hard to inform you of risks and dangers, and, and so they're still... You can see it really well yeah. in that picture, too. Yeah, you yeah. kind of can. You, you can see where it's the waves really kind of aren't breaking much. Yeah. Yep, and so right where that human chain is heading out, that's... Uh, you it's can so kind of tell. It's amazing they got those people, like, in in that line so quickly. That's true. Yeah. You know, and here's what's also amazing. There was that many people on the beach during yeah. the double at that time. Right? <laughs> it's like tsunamis. They're scary. like, hey, let's go to the beach and yeah. check it out. Well, yeah. and if one person in the middle lets go, now you've lost 20 people. Yeah, so, no, that's I'm just true. saying, you Another know, I'm like, oh, Bob, don't let go. All right. So the other weather fool I got comes from uh, uh, one of our friends, uh, Brian uh, Miner on Twitter at BDM Photo. He, he made a comment apparently in Kansas City. Uh, in, in downtown Kansas City, they had a, a I, I guess it's a, a um, sculpture. It's a moving sculpture. It's called, what's it called? It's called moving motion, reflecting motion, Casey. So it was this sculpture that had all these hanging, dangling, um, silver, just daggers. pieces. Yeah, almost <laughs> daggers. It looks like, it looks and like if you it. look at the picture, yeah, you can see all of the, the, the lines that are holding it up. 
the, the steel cables that are holding this thing up. But, you know, it would move with the wind and with all that kind of stuff, it would move. And it was funny because Brian's tweet, this was back on May 15th, said, I'm totally looking forward to watching how secure this installation is during severe weather. <laughs> well, of course, what happened was, uh, this is sometime around mid-July. Uh, they had a storm. Kansas City had a storm come through. Bam, it took this uh, reflecting motion sculpture, it took it down, and uh, they just decided not to put it back up because the cost of trying to put it back up and everything else outweighed the benefits. And it's partly like a, they probably just realized it's not going to stay up, so why do we even put it up anymore? Isn't it like a reverse bed of nails? It's coming down on you like... Right. Yeah. I, I mean, know. that's that's scary. I don't know. Yeah. So, so that so just weather fool of people putting that up in downtown Kansas City in the middle of the plains during the spring months. I mean, it's like, come on. But we love really? Kansas City. We do. Uh, we do. I love it. Yep. I love it. All right. And, the and then uh, the, the last one, this was from uh, Tornado Videos on, twi on Twitter. So stupid. So Tornado Videos, right. it's at Videos Tornado. So they just, I don't know, it's kind of, they switched their name around. But uh, so here's a picture. This was in, where is this at? Nebraska, Maz. Yes. This is in Nebraska. So here's a guy that's uh, just teeing off at a, at a driving range and straight ahead of him, there's a tornado. There's Didn't one right so there stupid? in front of him. Dude, that's a tornado. So you know, and it's, Tornadoes don't stop me, man. It's, it's still a ways out there. I mean, he's probably not in any immediate danger, but come on. I mean, you, you're going to. Like the show lightning how could cool struck you by are. lightning. Yeah, yeah, the lightning. Yeah, that's, could... that's probably a good point. I remember that one. It, that was the one that was either an AF2 or 3. No, a 4. It was 4. But <laughs> 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 I'm It would have been a ball he That's my weather fool for you. All right, MJ, Wonderful. you have a listener one, don't you? Yes, I've got a contribution. I don't have a screenshot on this one because it's just kind of a, a static picture. But um, Luna Light, one of our uh, favorite uh, viewers and listeners, um, faithfully listens to or watches us on Thursday nights, or I guess for her it's Friday mornings because oh. she's in Germany. Thanks, Luna. Yeah, yeah thanks, totally. Luna. U.S. town rejects solar panels amid fears they suck energy from the sun cause cancer and will harm house plants oh my house, house prices house prices so that's kind of taken weather a little bit you know broadly when talking about solar stuff but this was in woodland north carolina um the council voted down a proposal to do a solar farm because of these people in town who were afraid it was going to suck energy from the sun cause cancer Jeez. harm house yeah, prices and three people and the retired, the retired science teacher said uh, they were concerned the panels would prevent plants in the area from growing. Hmm. So, you know, isn't that why? Isn't that why they took the deer crossing signs down because it was attracting so many deer? Attracting, yeah, deer. yeah. exactly. So. Jeez. Uh, so there's so, there's some fools for you. Yeah. Thank All right. You. Um, I have one, and I love this because it's Russia. So we can make fun of them <laughs> as much as we want. We but still have listeners in Russia. Well, right. you know, they, you know, Russians always have such funny video and they always have dash cams. I, I yeah, they, everyone's got one. <laughs> they do. But this one is like they're in a flood and um, they're just doing stupid stuff. Like they're floating on a raft. And you air know mattress. That's an air guys. mattress. Oh, air mattress. That's crazy. And they're like, let's see how much trouble we can get into. Oh, and, they're idiots. And, and they're going right by cars. Oh my gosh. And now they've got like the paddle board. You don't know what's in here. 
you've always got the one girl too. She's in her bathing suit, getting oh, in the yeah. raft. But this one is my favorite here. In about forty, at about forty-five seconds <laughs> in, if you want to watch this, um, he starts swimming in this face first, like he's doing the freestyle. Like oh, you don't oh, know what is up. in that water. Oh, Ew. Oh, I just threw up in just my mouth. Don't do that. It's so gross. Oh. And I'm like, you probably sucked up some flesh eating bacteria. Yeah. Oh. Something gross. Like, right. stop it. Oh. People anyway, are, that's a good yeah. one if you want to watch it. If you want to watch any of these uh, Weather Fools, they're on uh, stormfrontfreaks.com, episode 84, in the show notes. Just not at dinner. Not at dinner. Oh, yeah. God, no. Hmm. All right. All right, right. Jen. Weather resources. Um, (laughs) I got really excited about that. You did. Wow. (laughs) This better be good now. (laughs) It is really good now. Um, So this is uh, the part in the podcast where we talk about uh, different websites. Um, Could be a tool, a product, a book, anything that can help with weather forecasting. You can geek out, something fun, maybe with videos. Um, And so I think we're going to kick it off back with you Dina because you have one Uh, yeah I do okay so I've used versions of this and I know it's come out they've changed it recently but this is from the weather prediction center it's www.wpc.ncep.noaa.gov but we'll put it on the show notes but this has a lot of an overview it's got um, your overview for the day it's got areas you've got your surface analysis your fronts It'll give you your um, rainfall totals. I like that it gives you the excessive rainfall outlooks for for your days. In winter, you've got um, winter weather. Um, you've got all kinds of forecasting tools in here, and it's all in one shot. So it's a good one to bookmark because mm-hmm. that you can kind of keep and go back and forth on it as you need. I use it every day. Yeah, I use it every day. Yeah, it's definitely good it. in the winter. That's like yeah. the the winter SPC Yeah, you get the snowy. Yeah, yep. it's good. Yeah, it That's perfect. Good. Um, Phil, you've got two. I've got two. Yep. So uh, first one I've got with you is so so we've and whether you're aware of this or not, but but we are have been on. And look at that. We're actually uh, we're wow. live on this. So Helicity <laughs> Helicity where it has all the gear, right? All the cool weather gear and all that kind of stuff that you can get, including an exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks gear, uh, let me tell you. Um, they also started a what was called Helicity TV, and they've since rebranded it to Stormtrack TV. And so what they do is uh, they've got a great lineup of contributors that provide, whether it's storm chasers or meteorologists, uh, that provide material for them to show, including Stormfront Freaks Raw. So they show Stormfront Freaks Raw. They try to show our live show, which they're showing right now uh, when we go live. But we're on basically on a daily basis, assuming there's no severe weather uh, in the country uh, because they will go to severe weather coverage. But uh, they also show us. But there's also some great contributors that are on that as well. So you can uh, go to Twitch. This is twitch.tv and search storm track tv and you can find it live it's uh cool, I, Phil. Wait, 
they they were going i think they're 24 hours uh i know they had to like get special permission to do that or something from twitch but it's a 24 7 weather network is that us track tv that's uh, yeah so we're live on there right now (laughs) so that's us watching us watching us watching (laughs) yeah and so on and so on all right the next one i've got it it always works out well for us uh michael olbinski is a friend uh because he always comes out with something great for me to use as a WX resource. So he just recently this week, he published or I don't know what do you call uh, a video? You publish it, publish a vlog, promote it, you oh. release it. I don't know what, what you call that, but yeah. uh, this is Vorticity 2. And this is his most recent uh, time lapse of so just pretty. unbelievable. I, I mean, Mike is, is, like a, I love these. a god when it comes to his storm time lapse videos, and so his latest one is called Vorticity Two. Mm. Uh, what's great about it is it's just he he does a great job editing the video, as far as the images. Oh, uh, and he oh, also does that. it in yeah. 4K. So this is all done in just beautiful 4K. So oh. he does tornadoes, haboobs, shelf clouds, uh, supercells, lightning. Is this is a complete? How long is this thing? This is God, that's stunning. It doesn't tell me, but anyway, he he's wow. just always amazing. And if you weren't already aware, you got to go to Vimeo. So it's Vimeo.com, V-I-M-E-O, uh, and just search Vorticity Two, and you can that find is... his latest video. And it's to music, so he's got some great music with it as well. That is so good. That, that should be part of courses. I was just about to say team. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh I my mean, gosh weather training yep yeah so it's just i mean you could just sit here and put this on repeat and, and throw it in the back and just watch watch, watch. it's so beautiful yeah. so anyway so check out uh check out vimeo.com and then search vorticity 2 to find michael binsky's uh latest unbelievable beautiful that's video. gorgeous oh my gosh i love it um I like okay does Mike anybody he's good yeah he is good yeah. um so i am Last but not least, so I have kind of a tool. I know, right, Naz? This That's is exciting. Cool. I have I have a tool. So this is for you storm chasers out there and then anybody creating like video content like Mike. Um, it's a flexible tripod. So it's not like a, you know, one that you can't really, you know, bend around or anything. You can actually hook this to the side of your car, to your roof, um, do posts. anything. I've, I've wrapped fence things posts. like that. Yeah, fence yes. posts are good. Yep. Yeah, anything. Yeah. And so... This is uh, made by Iographer, and they are amazing because they also have the cases where you can put your phones in, so or even an iPad. So if you're filming something, you know, you, you see and you stop and pull over, it's like a storm or something, you can just take video of it, and it helps keep the camera steady. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use them even when I was at the Weather Channel Um when we would, would do lives without like, you know, a normal camera, when we would use the phone and um, we would use them in the field too. So um, it, it's something uh, really cool with those big grips. They really help out. And the fun thing about this is we're giving two away next week. Cool. So you wow. have to follow our Twitter handle for the details. They'll probably be released on Monday or Tuesday. What, what is our, what's our, what's our Twitter handle? <laughs> what is our twitter handle uh, it is at, i'm so glad we have a social media expert on our panel I am. Uh, it is at it is at stormfront freak remember Storm i just Front joined freak. back it's my second episode guys That's drop cool. the s okay. at the end 
Yep. Yeah, because no they F's. limit the it's character. That's one of the thing freak. when you create a Twitter handle. Yeah. 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 So, oh. yeah. So follow us and we're going to have the details next week. That's and awesome. you can get the resources um, just on stormfrontfreaks.com. Show notes, episode 84. That's correct. Nicely done. Good job. Beautiful. Good resources, folks. All right. Let's see if we got anything in our fan freak box. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. MJ, what do we have? We've got mail. Ray Leichner. Uh, checks in with us a little fun with that Stormfront Freak, which I was honored to be a part of last year. You got to check these podcasts out. Some amazing guests in the weather community here. Thanks, Ray, for that plug. Thanks, Ray, that was really nice. Awesome, very nice. I love people. Ray, see hey. if you can get David Letterman on for us, would you? <laughs> there you go. And Steve Miller checking in. Steve, hey, we just heard his band. We just heard hey. his band. <laughs> yep. So uh, he's watching at uh, Jim Cantori's guest spot on the Stormfront Freak podcast. And you can too, he says. So, okay. Woo. A, All right. Uh, nice. Awesome. And finally, Hendrik DeStar uh, checked in and said, I really love the podcasts. They are truly uh, informing and entertaining. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks, Hendrik. We appreciate awesome. that for sure. <laughs> so, that's in the mailbag today. Remember, uh, Twitter at Stormfront Freak, uh, Facebook is uh, Stormfront Freaks, and on the web, stormfrontfreaks.com. Send me a postcard, drop me a line. All right. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. I heard they're coming out with a new Austin Powers movie, by the way. Are really? They really? Yes, they are. I'm wow. looking forward to the Top Gun Maverick. A little treat. Me too. Yeah. Me so too. There you go. Be interesting. <laughs> All right. So, hey, I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, before I reveal our next guest, if you enjoy the show, do us a favor, leave a great review on your podcast app, uh, uh, and, and we can, uh, t if it's written, we can share that on the next show. Or as some of these other uh, freaks, uh, go ahead and tag us on your social media account, and we'll go ahead and share that on the next show. But don't forget to subscribe by hitting your podcast app subscribe button. Works just like a magazine or newspaper. Uh, when you subscribe, except this is free, it'll be delivered right to your podcast app inbox the moment it gets released so you don't have to wait uh, some podcast apps you got to wait 24 hours if you don't subscribe to us to be able to get the show so hit that subscribe button i do want to say a special thanks to our guest tonight janice dean Yay, uh, uh, fun as always uh, we'll have to see i guess if we get her uh, back next uh next march and then our next episode get this guys um in two weeks we're going to be recording on august 8th with another former guest, uh, it's AccuWeather Extreme Storm Chaser Reed Timmer Yay, is going to be know. with us. Uh, if you'd like to watch the recording live, it'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Check out the YouTube channel by searching Stormfront Freaks, and, and you can find it right there. So Before you go, before you go, i got a question for you, Phil. Mm -hmm. I know we're over time. Where did you get that shirt? Uh, this is, I got this at, um, they're in Nebraska. Yeah, I know. I'm from Omaha. Yeah, so okay. what tell me about that there, uh, it's, a, it's it's a uh, it's triple i think it's triple a team it's the triple a baseball team it's the storm omaha storm chasers oh very cool and that's so cool. That's, wow. that's the hat as well it's my storm chasers hat so when i was out chasing uh this spring oh. uh, i spent i spent a day it was a nice day and i just said i'm gonna go to a baseball game and i went to omaha and caught it, it was a double header i didn't even know that yeah. it was a double header Bonus. So sweet nice yeah. awesome thank you very cool so anyway, I thought you'd like that. So for MJ, for Maz, Dina, and Jen, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Watch our shows on YouTube and Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.